Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast where generally Stephanie and I are busy unpacking various topics that are related to mindset. But today she's not here because she is in fact off traveling. She's in Spain, which leaves you uh, all alone with me, which for regular listeners, you know, that's a bit of a stretch for me. But listen, I'm committed to getting better as a solo podcaster. And my intention is to hit it out of the park in this podcast. So I'll start with just kind of unfolding some events. And recently I was a guest on the Sovereign Man podcast with a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Nikki Ballou. And out of that conversation really came the inspiration to kind of take us on a journey or to embark on what I think for many could actually be a, I think, a pretty profound exploration, if you will, of the concept and the context for what it is and how do we live a life of being true to yourself? And some of the work that is often necessary to unravel the depths of your identity or said differently, of being your truest self. How do we get there? Listen in. And I'm going to do my best to go solo on this particular Mindset Matters podcast. And is often the case with Stephanie and I, you know, really my intention is to just kind of go on an introspective journey together with you and to share some ideas and some thoughts about how to embrace uh, where we go to next. And before I'm going to get started on that, just a little bit of an encouraging and hopeful ask, or for many, it could be a reminder that we recently launched the Everyday Millionaire YouTube podcast. And if you're so inclined to see this podcast, in video format, then head on over to the YouTube, the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, where I'm now uploading uh, the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, where I have guests and the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters segments, just like this one. It is taking some time, but they're all getting up there. So I'd like you to subscribe, to share, to comment, and uh, work with Stephanie and I to build you a community of like-minded listeners and viewers and uh, from those who are just committed to their journey of self-discovery and of being their greatest self and living their best lives. So head on over there, ring the bell, get notifications, you know, all that stuff. So when we look at the journey of self-discovery, it can take on a lot of forms as we go on that journey from reading perhaps some amazing authors that provide us some education, some learning, and expand or give us some additional perspective to actually then going into maybe some coaching and having different conversations. It is often a case of introspection and even reflection because when you look at it, the commitment to defining who you really are is actually pretty intentional and it definitely takes work. 
Now, for the fixed mindset, none of which are listening to this, the conversation will be, nah, this is who I am, and it's just the way I am. And then the growth mindset that says, okay, let me take a closer look, perhaps, at who I am being. Is this really my most authentic self, or am I actually operating on some old belief systems? So, you know, quick hint, of course, is that you are. (laughs) We all are. That's just the truth. So then ask yourself, you know, am I living my core or true values, or am I living a set of values that actually don't even belong to me? Those are my parents or their family or whatever they might be. The point is, is that the journey of self-discovery really is a lifelong commitment to being your greatest self, of being your most authentic self. But what does being authentic really mean? And as I've often said, is that content without context is just more information. So I want to do my best to create some context. And when we look at authenticity, it's a word that we often hear. We may even use it, but do we really fully grasp it? You know, we hear it, but do we really grasp it? So what does it even mean to be authentic? And I wanted to get us on the same page for this conversation. So I do what I like to do, which is I dug up the definition of authenticity. And it is, in fact, the state of being true to oneself, of aligning our actions, our beliefs and values with our core identity. It's about stripping away the layers of societal expectations and front-facing persona, and then finding the courage to embrace who we truly are. Now, I love that definition, but let's be clear. You know, living authentically is not just a buzzword. It's really a fundamental aspect of our well-being, of you know, our mental and emotional health, and and I'd actually even argue our physical health, because what I've come to believe and have evidence of, in my world anyways, that our emotional and mental health is really directly connected to our physical health. Yeah, and I'll go more on that another time, but uh, it's a great conversation. But when we live authentically, we actually experience self-acceptance, which is really important. Those beat yourself up conversations about you're not enough, not tall enough, not rich enough, not experienced enough, whatever and not enough is. You know, when we can live authentically, we can actually start to experience self-acceptance, understanding exactly where we are. From that comes some fulfillment. And then importantly is significance and that connection and a real genuine connection with others and significance in that you're meaningful to others and you make a difference in their life. And it really then is laying the foundation, if you will, for a purpose-driven life. Now, when Stephanie and I launched our SHIFT program, for example, which was setting honest intentions for transformation, or even our more recent RAIN initiative of Entrepreneur's Edge, these programs at really their very core was the quest by the clients who attended for self-discovery. They came in to discover who they were, but on the premise of, I want to grow my business. I want to improve on my career. I want to shift my life based on being my most authentic self. And that is a journey of self-discovery. So here's the thing, in a world that's really filled with external influences and lots of societal pressures and social media pressures, and we're comparing and 
how come my picture didn't get as many likes or whatever TikTok or whatever Instagram you might be looking at. These are pressures that we put on ourselves, but it's because of our interpretation of the societal, what we'll call societal pressures and or social media. So it's just really easy to lose touch with who our truest selves are with all of that going on. And it's really why the journey of self-discovery becomes so darn essential. How do you get grounded and stay grounded? So this, I think, is an opportunity to consider reconnecting and in many cases, actually defining or even discovering our authentic essence, if you will, and then explore who we are at our core. Because here's the thing, you know, self-discovery begins with introspection. And I've said many times, it takes a commitment. It actually takes intentional work. But when we engage in practices such as journaling and meditation and self-reflection and stoicism, which Stephanie and I have talked about at length many times, we can actually just really foster that self-awareness and uncover what our truest desires are, if you will. Who could we be? Who would we be if we defined it? Well, you actually do. And at that point, we're having to at least start to tell the truth about what our desires are and what are our core values. And in the journey, it's always about peeling back the layers and working to uncover and kind of get to the core of, or the, at least the depths of what our identity is. So here's the other thing. You know, the reason so few actually go on the journey of self-discovery is that defining and being your most authentic self really requires embracing vulnerability. And, you know, there's a vulnerability and there's intimacy and man, oh man, does that mess some people up. And at some point, uh, it messes them up because they have to explain or they may even have to defend how they are showing up. And of course, that's only assuming that there's some changes in the actions that you're taking or your way of speaking. Anyway, the Sovereign Man podcast I told you about earlier, what happened was in this conversation, it actually morphed into a discussion about vulnerability and authenticity, which was born from some of the realities that have emerged, let's say, post-pandemic, given you know, some of the challenges that many men are facing. And this was the Sovereign Man's podcast. That was the conversation. So I think you'd likely agree that, you know, maybe you've experienced it or at least have observed it, that business in 2023 is in fact pretty challenging for many. And it also challenges though, and it applies to what's going on for families or relationships, you know, friendships, peers, and that there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty that men are facing. And yes, women as well. And at times, mentally, emotionally, they're redlining. And in my discussion with Nikki, who was the show's host, I really shared the need for what I believe is that men actually need to be prepared and actually start to have the courage to be a little more vulnerable with where they're at mentally, for example, and to be able to tell the truth about what is in fact going on for them. And what happened was, is that actually led to a discussion about the risks of actually doing that of being vulnerable, of being authentic. And, uh, you know, we had to put it into and provide a kind of a clarifying context, which was that men and women separate actually or together actually need to 
create the environment and the space to get together with other like-minded people and to engage and really to have levels of conversation that go deeper than just asking, how's the weather? Or what about those uh, Oilers or whatever your sports team might be? So from my perspective, I would say that right now in what seems to be an increasingly divisive and actually polarized world, you know, the toughest question starts to come to the surface and the need to be answered. It gravitates to wondering if anyone can risk being vulnerable or of sharing their views or fears or their concerns about what's going on in the world or what they're feeling about the risks in the world. Can they do that? And then what are they risking? Being made wrong, ostracized, trolled, uh, you know, on social media, who knows? But I think it's a very tough question to answer, you know, and I, I would say that the short answer is yes. The longer answer is that it's not as easy as some might think to actually find those individuals to create that environment. So the reason I say that it may not be as easy as you think is I actually had an example of it when a friend invited me out to uh, get together and get caught up, which we did. You know, we went for a beer and a burger and we're having a conversation. Now, this friend, Terry, is very accomplished, been done exceptionally well in his career. He's 40-ish, a couple of kids, wife, and has done very, very well in his career and in real estate and kind of achieving the goals that they set out for themselves. And along the way, he's been on a journey of self-discovery. He listens to the uh, Mindset Matters, the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast and takes that food for thought and puts it to work. Point is, is that as he's going along, he's starting to realize that when he goes to have these conversations with others, you know, friends, family, peers, whatever, they're just kind of not on that same page. And so it really shines a light on a couple of things, not the least of which is that very few truly go on this journey. You know, the whole mindset aspect of it, self-discovery is really not as many as we think are on the journey, they're just not. Now, I have to say that I believe over the past three years post-pandemic, I think many have started that journey. They've started to reflect on a different way of kind of looking at life and of being. Now, the point of me sharing that story is that, yes, you can, in fact, risk being vulnerable. My guidance would be to create the right environment or to find the right environment to step into. And it actually is one of the driving forces is creating that environment was in fact a driving force behind our Mindset Matters podcast. And of course now growing our YouTube channel because that also gives us the opportunity to communicate differently with a community of like-minded individuals. You know, one of the key things is that authenticity, authenticity requires embracing and embracing vulnerability because it really allows us to go and let go of the masks and the front-facing facades. And when we open up ourselves to being vulnerable, we create space for really genuine connection with others and personal growth. But having said that, we have to walk before we run. And most importantly, we have to know that not everyone is on the journey of being the best selves, as I said earlier, and living their greatest lives. And most would argue for the stand they take, which is it's just the way I am, rather than considering that is always a decision that we make. We choose who we are being and how we are showing up. And that really is part of the journey of self-discovery, isn't it? So I'm going to share just a, 
a kind of a personal anecdote with you, you know, that for many years of my life, some would really consider, many considered me to be quite curt and abrupt. I guess it's just the way I speak, but I'm, I've also kind of paid attention to it and try to soften the edges, if you will. And I didn't really understand what that meant necessarily. And, you know, many years ago at a RAIN meeting, so I'll give this is actually giving you some perspective of how curt and abrupt I used to show up. So at a RAIN meeting, there was a member there, and this was many years ago, and there was a member there that had I'd gotten to know quite well. He got to know me, and we're at an event, and I'm walking in the foyer, and he stops me, and he goes, can I tell you something? And I go, well, of course. What's up? He goes, you scare the shit out of me, dude. He goes, I don't know what it is about you, but I know you. And when I see you, it just intimidates the shit out of me. And I go, well, oh, that's not the way I wanted to be. I'm just walking across the foyer. And he goes, I know. But he goes, it's just that you've got this serious look on your face. And, you know, it just, I don't know. There's just something. You're so freaking big. And he had this whole story around it. And I took what he said and I went, huh, you know, I don't know that that's how I occur. And so I started being, the rest of the day, here's what I did. The rest of the weekend, actually, it was an event. I took off my suit jacket, I rolled up the sleeves of my dress shirt, and I loosened my tie. And I made a point of not walking around deep in thought, which is why I would always kind of have that serious look on my face, because I was always deep in thought. And it actually was pretty cool how much change that created in the rest of the weekend in how people approached me. So here I was, I was in back at that time, we were, you know, the rain team was wearing suits and ties and really doing that game and being that way with thought it was a great standard, if you will, of how we should show up. And then when I started doing that, we collectively all agreed as let's just chill out a little bit. Let's dress well and but let's not get into the suit and tie. And that's, you know, fashionably, even our timing was good in that transition into just a blazer and jeans and great shoes and great belt and all the things that go with it. But the point is, is that it changed the dynamic and I had to be open to hearing that and having that kind of a conversation. The point of it is, is that we go on these journeys and sometimes we don't see what we don't see. You know, the journey of discovering and being or of self-discovery is actually not without its challenges. You know, there's fears, there's doubts, there's resistance. It's going to show up along the way. And as you start to step into being your truest self, you ultimately might, or you may not, you know, or may no longer, I guess I'd say, align with the way of thinking of some of your friends or peers or even your family, or, you know, as importantly, or align with their values. And that begs the question, you know, are you then willing to be misunderstood in the context of your life, in the context of your self-discovery? And most are not, by the way, because when you start to stand in your own truth, people are going to question it if you've never done that before. That can be very intimidating. And that's why it's tough to go on these journeys. So, the thing to keep in mind through all of these kinds of this body of work is that a great practice to shift from seeing this as ridden with obstacles and challenges is to seeing it as an opportunity for your growth, to exercise a muscle that you don't normally exercise. Yeah, you'll be stiff and sore, but ultimately it is a way to also practice your resilience and to actually test your commitment. 
Because, you know, ultimately for us to overcome the challenges, we have to get to a place of really self-compassion and of having patience with ourselves. Because let's face it, self-discovery is actually a lifelong process. And it's important that we don't fall into the trap of beating ourselves up and that we actually embrace the journey that we're on with an open mind. And as I said earlier, living authentically is not easy. Or if I say it another way, it's not the path of least resistance. And there's actually, as I said before, not that many people that are willing to take it. So there's many self-help books and there's programs and what I call shelf-help books. (laughs) And they're purchased and they actually remain on the shelf. Because here's the thing, we have to ask ourselves, how do we integrate authenticity into our daily lives, knowing we're risking the judgment of others and of feeling really perhaps exposed. And here's why I'd invite you to consider that you start by this, align your actions with your authentic self, create and be that authentic self by making conscious choices that really do reflect who you are, your truest desires, if you will, and definitely uh, living true to your values. And you can do that without making anyone else wrong, including yourself. And along all of this, we have to remember that looking after ourselves, that self-care is really a huge role in living authentically and remembering that by nurturing your mental and emotional well-being, you are actually creating the not just the space for the authenticity to really flourish, but to also the physical well-being that comes with that. So I hope these insights have been uh, leaving you with perhaps uh, a feeling of inspiration and to embark on your own journey of self-discovery and then to perhaps embrace the power of authenticity. And remember, it's never too late to reconnect with your true self. And you start by doing that inner work, exploring your passions, your values, your BS or your belief systems and embracing being vulnerable as you step into a life that you are actually meant to live. So listen in to our podcasts on an ongoing basis, if you will. If you want to learn more about some of the programs that we offer, I'll leave a link in the show notes and or the description. And thanks for listening in and make a commitment to stay true to yourself and really observe as your mindset and hopefully your life expands in ways that you know you could never really have imagined. Stephanie will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.